0: Straight up, pay him. Pay that man his money.
1: Show me the money! I need to feel you, Jerry! Show me the money! Jerry, you better go! Show me the money!
0: Uh, we like like the juice! Juice is
2: good, very good. It's so good.
1: All right. It's the podcast that's been years in the making. It's cashing out Anthony Rothman, Scotty Vegas, and Anthony, how many years have we been talking? We need to do a sports gambling podcast. Well,
0: we, what we do is we usually have conversations about gambling, whether it's you're in your car, I'm in my car, we're on our way to work and we'll do like 20 minutes on what bet screwed up last night or what won, or the future we have. And then we get done talking for 20 minutes and we say
1: to each other, Hey, That's a damn show. That's a podcast. That's a podcast. Right. Yeah. Right. And yeah, so we're finally sitting down uh, and actually pulling this off. We're going to release a new podcast. Every Monday, thanks to Mobile Center for sponsoring this cashing out podcast. And let's first start out, though, Anthony. I think we've got we got to start out with a success story, right? You know, I think people want to know uh, about the the good things that have happened to us. <laughs> since I don't know. Some betting. people want
0: to hear how you flame
1: out, you, you know? know. And I mean, I've got a lot of flame out yeah. stories as well. I mean,
0: gambling <laughs> is funny because there's a there's a certain aspect, and everybody knows this, where if you know, I don't want to be like Floyd Mayweather. We're only telling about bets that we won, right? People do want to hear the horror stories. Yes. That's why the Bad Beats segment was born on ESPN, because there is some feel like you can connect with people that have had bad beats like you. You're not the only one that screwed up. You're the only one that made a bad bet. So, yeah, I think you got you to gotta mix in successes and failures to kind of make this thing work, because you and I are both, listen, our lives aren't going with this. You and I are very responsible gamblers, at least I hope. I think so. And, you know, we're doing it for, as they say, entertainment purposes. But let's be honest. It's not about entertainment. It's about winning. Yes, yeah, certainly during the game, you get a rush when you're doing well. But, yes, we had a great success story. I think this was born in the very beginning. We were coming back from golfing. Um, either was it the Virtues, Way Out, Old Longaberger, and we're coming back. We stopped at Wendy's. I can't remember, on Old 161. And we are talking about trying to parlay every division winner in the NFL, because we felt going in that four to five of them were like gimmies, And then we could just add around it. And then the beauty of that future is that maybe if things were starting to go wrong, we could maybe hedge against it, but we did hatch one beauty on division winners. You may be, you may
1: remember it better than I do. Uh, no, I, I specifically remember sitting at that Wendy's yeah. over a nice cold frosty. We were looking division by division and, And trying to figure out because, you know, at the start of the year, you look at it and you're like, you're right. There's like four or five divisions that you think are just layups. Right. I mean, looking through and then, you know, there's four divisions or so that you got to look at. And you're like, well, maybe two teams can win this division, maybe three teams. So we'd eliminate those divisions where "Ah, there's three possibilities. Let's go with the ones where there's two. And yeah, this was this was a couple years ago, and we ended up hitting. And it all came down to the very last game on Sunday night in week seventeen. It was a Vikings Packers game. And we had the Packers, and uh, the Packers ended up winning. and uh, we ended up winning a, a sizable bet. But, That's what was tantalizing about it when we were first talking about it. We never would have
0: done this. Like uh, you and I are both into the low risk high reward. We love that feeling of having the lottery ticket in your in your wallet and that's what the future divisions kind of gave us.
1: That's exactly yeah. right. So we we hit we had six teams, six division winners and it ended up being about 20 to 1 and it was a monster hit. And mm. the funny thing about it, and we're going to get into our division bets here in a minute, but the funny thing about it is this happened to be a situation where we won the bet on bonus money okay a lot of these different uh sites and casinos offer out free plays or bonuses well mm-hmm. that money was placed with a free play and so we won the money but we couldn't cash out we couldn't because it was cash bonus out money because it was bonus money it wouldn't allow us right and, and so we had to figure out the <laughs> loophole to allow us to cash out and what did we do We found the loophole because that's pretty much what we do. And uh, what that ended up being was we figured, okay, well, they want us to keep betting more and more money in order to eventually probably lose the money that we want on the division bet. Well, it ended up being, all right, well, let's place a bet. We placed it on the Rose Bowl a few years ago, and it was Penn State USC. And it's like, okay, well, let's throw, you know, 100 down right away on Penn State. Okay, And then what happens is the game's going on. Penn State gets a little lead, and we see the live line uh, goes up. And so we see a window if we bet USC, too. That way we can get the credit of betting 200 bucks in a game, but we could actually potentially win both way. And thus, what was born? The Whopper. The Whopper. The Window
0: Whopper, which I have called this for years because I'm a mitigate losses kind of guy. And we'll give you example on what the whopper is because I think what Scotty Vegas and I want to tell you is that we think this is a tried and true method to mitigating losses, having some fun, winning some money. Now I'm going to be honest, and he is too. We're all human beings. Greed is going to come into play a lot of places, <laughs> and you've got you're going to feel that creep up in you, and you have to decide whether or not um, you're on the right side of the bet, and you don't need to hedge. What the window gives you, and I'll give you kind of a perfect example. Let's say we want to bet like the Chiefs-Browns opener. The Chiefs are laying six and a half. And we decide that uh, the Chiefs are the right side of this bet, laying less than a touchdown at home, even though the Browns are hyped and very good. So let's say we take 100 of our soft earned dollars and units, and we throw it on Kansas City minus six and a half. And can't, now, what we are hoping for, ladies and gentlemen, is that the, the team that you bet scores first. And if that team scores first and that window opens wider, now you're also the team that you're going to hedge on, you know, still has to come back. So let's say Kansas city scores a touchdown. They go up seven, nothing. And let's say now the live line, which is the key of all this is the chief's lane. And I don't know if that would jump to 13 and a half or not, maybe be a little less, whatever, But we are we've already laid the six and a half. So we need that window to open to a point where let's say they're giving now minus thirteen and a half up seven nothing. Well, now our window is seven and a half is Seven and a half points, right? Because we were laying the six and a half. So essentially seven, seven. I'm sorry. So yeah.
1: essentially you can win the bo- the bet both ways yeah. if the Chiefs win by seven, eight, nine, 10, Correct. 11, 12, or 13 right. in that scenario. So
0: what we would do is we would take the original bet, the $100 we bet on the Chiefs, throw it on the Browns plus the 13 and a half. And now we've created our window. We've opened the window. We're on both sides of this thing. We want to land in the middle. We want to whopper this thing, win both sides of the bet. We've already hedged, so we've mitigated the loss. Now we can't, you know, lose. We basically hedged. The problem with this bet is that if you feel like you're on the right side of this bet, like if Kansas City marches down the field and the an easy touchdown, what are you doing betting on the Browns? Well, you're betting on the Browns plus 13 and a half. You're getting a beautiful number. If you think they're going to come back, which a lot of teams do, then Skydy and I really recommend this window style of betting. There are going to be t- going to be times where you've been on the right side from the very start and your hedge money goes bye-bye and you flush that down the toilet and then you kick yourself for why didn't I just stay on the winning side of the bet. But we believe if you're disciplined, which is the hardest thing to do, and you try this window method, it will help you. Now, the backfires, and if you bet Kansas City and the Browns score first and the Browns control the game and there's no way to, quote, Get out of the bet. Sometimes you have to, quote, get out of the bet. And where you feel like then you have to take the Browns on the money line just to win the game and just get out as much as you can. Now, betting them as a leader in the game, you're getting much less odds. So you can't recoup all your money, but you are getting some back. So the window whopper is one of the greatest things. We started doing it nightly during college basketball. Oh, yeah. It was hard to keep up with those games. I think I think basketball in general, especially college, is a great window. And I'll tell you why. Because there are runs in basketball. It's much different than football. You just feel different about the momentum. Those windows get pretty wide in college basketball. And teams can come back pretty quickly on those windows. You know, if a team is laying three and a half to start, they go up seven early in the game or nine early in the game, that window opens wide for you, and then you got to jump in.
1: Yeah, I found college basketball to be you, – you see so many big swings – uh, as far as the, the scores go, you'll see uh, a team favored by 10, one minute, two minutes later, another team, uh, it, the, the line might be close to pick them. And so then you're looking at a 10-point window right there. And then, you know, we could get into the double whopper yep. with cheese. That's for a different okay. podcast. The, double, the, the triple <laughs> with cheese or the whopper with cheese, real
0: quickly, and you're right, we won't go into all of it because we really got to map this out. This is when you've bet an original team from the start, The window opens because they scored first. You've made the hedge bet, getting the points on the dog. The dog comes back to take the lead. Then you re-bet the original. So basically you've hedged the hedge. And then that original bet winds up winning, but you win three ways. Three times. And that's your triple with cheese, which
1: is unheard of, very rare, but you and I have done it. We have done it. It's a, it's one where you, (laughs) you celebrate You, you scream, you throw things in the air. You're, you're pumped up. That's the double whopper with cheese. Um, So yes, it's mitigating losses. It's discipline. It's, it's following. You got to be in a command center where you're (laughs) ready to go at every moment. Um, And it's a, it's a wild ride, but the original thing that got us to that point was picking division winners. Okay. So on this podcast, Right ahead of yeah. NFL season. Let's go ahead and let's see what we can do by picking different division winners, parlaying them up and see what we got. Now, I think we can first off throw a couple in there that we like. I mean, it, it makes sense for us to throw the Chiefs in. There's there's they're minus two seventy-five. I think we're both pretty confident they're gonna win the AFC West. I think we feel good about the Bills. We're gonna throw them in there. Who do you want to throw in for the AFC South, Titans or Colts?
0: So this is going to be a little bit tough. I think I'm more confident with the Titans based on what they have and their quarterback situation being so secure, the Colts being kind of iffy with with uh, injuries. And uh, certainly they have a great run game. I like their defense. Um, I, I do feel like we'd be airing on the side of the right team, which would be the Tennessee Titans, that um, they know what they do and they do it well. And I do believe with the Titans we are going to be getting – Minus 120, which isn't bad. And if we parlay that with the Chiefs and the Bills, and then we go with our AFC North winner, which I think there is value on Cleveland right now.
1: I agree with you. And at plus 150, yeah. I think it makes sense. If you look at their odds before the season started, Westgate kind of releases the odds for every game throughout the, the entire year. The Browns are favored in 13-13 of those 17 games and and look the Ravens couple injury question marks already Mm -hmm. so you know with Dobbins out for the season their first round pick Bateman a little bit banged up I think let's throw the Browns into this parlay so now we've got the AFC and I'm just going to tell you right now with those four picks you've got nine to one you got plus nine sixteen which is a little more than nine to one odds
0: really good value and here's what I would say if somehow there's an injury and a significant injury, and something goes south on us with one team. And we probably wouldn't do this right away, wouldn't hedge out of this right away. We're getting 9-1 to one on those four teams, and two we're ultra-confident in, Kansas City and Buffalo. It's really a two-team parlay in my mind, getting 9-1, to one, hoping the Browns and the Titans can both win. If we look good on one of them, and it gets later in the year where we think one of them is not going to come through – then we can take our hedge, we can we can take the money and hedge it on that division winner that's not going to be ours and try to recoup some of that money. I love this bet. I love the 9-1 to one on the value here. The Browns, upstart hype. you got to feel like they've got a leg up um, as far as what they feel they have going into this season. Whether they live up to it is yet to be seen. Baltimore certainly is always going to be tough, but I'd be very surprised outside of injury if Buffalo and Kansas City don't cash in. So we need to make this bet. I like it at nine to one. And I think the value on Cleveland is what really makes it getting plus plus one fifty on what some people think is everyone's favorite in the North.
1: Yeah. I'm a hundred percent in on that. So that's nine to one. I think we need to add a couple NFC teams. Okay. And I'll give you the, I can give you the odds on that. And I don't want to go NFC West because to me, that's three, three different teams can win that division, right? To me, that's too tough a division to call. So I don't want that to ruin the parlay. Um, a team that I think is is a virtual lock, and I'm I'm shocked that the odds are all, only minus 200, and that's the Tampa, Be- Tampa Bay Buccaneers yeah. to win the NFC South. I'm shocked, Anthony, that it's minus 200.
0: I don't know. Maybe that's I mean, Super Bowl hangover for some teams, but not for this team. No. Not with Brady, not with everybody back, not with Arians talking about how they are treating this season like a COVID season where they're trying to stay tight. I mean, I get the fact that – You know, the mindset of repeating may not be all there, but I think they're, they're, they just, they passed the look test for me. Jameis Winston taking over in New Orleans. Uh, We don't, we're not really feel threatened by anybody with Atlanta. I love adding Tampa at minus 200. I don't think it's that, there's really no huge risk involved. And the beautiful thing about it is it adds almost $500 to the bet, right? Just by Tampa Bay throwing them into the parlay. Those 100 softer and dollars go from 915 to 1423 and change. I
1: think it's an absolute no-brainer. You throw Tampa in. Now it's interesting. Now this yes. bet is interesting at fourteen to one. But I think one more. we might be able to throw one more in. We talked about greed earlier. Mm-hmm. Yep, I, I'm feeling one more division. I, I don't know. I'm I'm kind of 50-50 on Cowboys and Washington football team. To me, that's that's too hard of, of a division. We don't know about Dak and how you know his recovery from injury. I like the Washington defense, but I don't trust. I know Washington. What you're going to say. I'm going to throw the Rams in. Is that what you're going to say? No, no. I am going to say let's throw the Packers in in the North at minus 160. I think the minus 160 is good value. You throw that in there, and we're making it now a six way parlay, all division winners. And Can I give Anthony. you the ding, ding, ding on
0: that? Yes. Okay, so we've gone up almost a grand just by throwing in the Packers. Yeah. We've gone from 100 earning 14.23 to 100 earning 23.76. And so now it's amazing. Now we we brought in other equations as far as hedging. It would be tougher to hedge if one team has an injury, but we know that. It's a future bet. It's a multi-parlay. So we get the risk going in. That's why we're getting the odds we're getting. Just for the heck of it, just for the fun of throwing it in. I know it's a division we don't want to touch because it's way too hard to predict, but a lot of people like the Rams and Stafford to go all the way this year, and that might be one. If I throw it in just to, just for the kids out there who are listening, are very
1: curious. Are you ready? Let me guess at it. Let me guess because I, I, I haven't put throwing it in. in the, throwing in the Rams at plus 190. So right now we're looking at 23 to 1. I think we're probably looking at... Almost getting it to 70. Yeah.
0: Is it? Yeah. You're very good at what you do, sir. That's $100 to win $7,079. Wow. So it's
1: 77 to 1. Is that right? 70 to 1. Oh, 70 to
0: 1. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Or 71 to 1 if you want to round up. So right around 71 to 1 if you throw in the Rams. Now, what we we have here to recap, we've got Kansas City confidence Tennessee decent confidence Browns hey we're going in on the hype train Buffalo of course Rams I mean that's a tough division as you've mentioned San Fran Seattle Arizona but I, I think we can eliminate I don't know about eliminate Arizona but I think we can make this almost a, a three a two and a half horse race there Tampa of course and Green Bay of course so, honestly, we've only taken slight risks, I think, on Tennessee, the Rams, and the Browns. And I don't even think the Browns are that huge of a risk. The fact that we're getting 71-1 to 1 on this, the fact that you're taking taking $100 of you and $100 of me and almost
1: getting fifteen dollars And, by the way, here's the wonderful thing. You can take your 100 bucks and take the Rams out yeah. and put you could put uh, the Seahawks in and let's say now you're covering you two teams in that division. Great
0: idea. We haven't that's a leveling up on that that I didn't think about at this moment, but I would say yes, you and I did make multiple division bets in ones that we weren't as confident. Now when you're interchanging the parts, you can have you can do well with one and miss on the other. We understand that. You might have to make three or four multiple bets and if you do that, certainly your investment goes up, but You're covering more of your bases, and then you just got to pray like we always do for no serious injury.
1: I like to call those teams like the Kansas Mm -hmm. City and uh, those teams that were very confident in the bills, the building blocks, you know, those teams that you feel good about, you can put them in three or four different parlays, and then you can sprinkle in a couple of these other teams and look at 70 to one, you know, you can make a few of these. We're certainly adding
0: value with, like you say, the bricks and mortar of the bet, which is the solid ones. And it's a fun bet to start. It is the NFL. It's a longer season. It's a violent season. I've I've got a big phrase that I say on my show that Las Vegas doesn't have never has to tell you what will happen. They just know something will happen that exactly. you're not predicting. So Vegas is not people think Vegas is in this amazing prediction business. How do they get it right all the time? Vegas is not in the prediction business. Vegas just knows something will happen that no one's talking about. Usually that's an injury, could be a wild penalty, could be a freaky turnover, something that changes a game, that changes the fortune of a of a of a division. And you and I going in, we already know that. We're not throwing our arms and legs at this thing. We're feeling like it's a decent sized bet but with a great lottery ticket.
1: That's exactly right. It is a lottery ticket, and that lottery ticket came through for us a couple years ago. So we will get into more of these different strategies as the Cashing Out podcast continues. All right, now we bring in Moneyline Mark on the Cashing Out podcast. Mark, how's it going? Good.
0: How are you guys doing? Awesome, big dog. Glad to have you. Glad to have you along uh, for the ride here on cashing Out, but we are going to be putting our money in the middle thanks to Moneyline Mark because I know you've been pouring over some NFL season props that you like. Uh, whether it's MVP or beyond that, we'll find out. And I know that you love the Daily Fantasy as well, so lay it on us. You've been pouring over these NFL season props. Scotty and I love the future bets because they have long odds, so we're all ears, man. About 80% girth and 20% ears.
2: Thank you guys for having me. So... Well, first one I'd like to start with is MVP. Um, This was tough because there's a lot of great candidates, but I just love Kyler Murray in Arizona at plus 2,000. I think with everything going on down there and not a ton of talent around him, I think he's truly going to shine. And he kind of reminds me of Lamar Jackson's MVP season from a few years ago. So he's my uh, MVP pick for the season.
1: Ooh, I like that. So I actually... I'm in love with another quarterback in that division, and Russell Wilson at 14 to one. But to me, I, I, I agree with you. Comparing him to Lamar Jackson makes sense to me, uh, Anthony. What do you think about Kyler? Well,
0: certainly this is a a climb that you'd want. It all begins with the guy he mentioned with Murray. His third season, uh, he was voted Offensive Rookie of the Year back in 2019. Uh, went to the Pro Bowl last season. Um, he's going to be able to lead this team. And I do think that this is – the only interesting thing I have for you, Mark, is that I, I don't think he wants to run as much as he did last season um, because, you know, can't get injured. I think he got injured in week 11 against Seattle with that shoulder. Um, and so this is going to be a very interesting thing to see how much he takes off. But you're right. When I look at MVP and I see what dudes mean to their squad, certainly it starts and ends with quarterback. But the fact that you're getting him at 20-1 to – it's a tough division. I don't know if he has to win the division or or get them to the playoffs to win this bet. I would think absolutely he does. I don't think because I think what were they? They were he got hurt and they were what eight and eight, and so obviously they're going to have to be better than that um, for him to win this bet. But all they've done over the all Kingsbury's done is take a you know a three and thirteen team, um, and then you get the first overall choice. You go five ten and one get a rookie quarterback at the helm. They prove to eight and eight. So you're definitely taking an upward trend here and 20
1: to one. I do like that for sure. Yeah, I like it too. So Mark, any other prop bets out there for us?
2: Yeah, obviously the big, uh, the Super Bowl one I love is, uh, you know, no surprise they won the Browns at plus 1600. I think a lot of people are jumping on the bandwagon, but I, I think, you know, with all the talent on that team, the coaching, the cohesion with, you know, the top of the, the Browns organization. I just love everything, you know, they've done. The additions, the, the revamped defense, um, just Odell Beckham being quiet in the offseason is another plus. I just expect, you know, a lot of explosion from that team. And I still think even though people are paying attention to them, I still think they're underrated. And I I think plus 1,600 is a good
1: bet. Yeah, that's a good call. And and we were actually just looking at division odds. And we couldn't believe that the Browns are still plus 150 to win the division. I mean, they are behind the Ravens, you know, despite the Ravens coming in with injuries. Uh, Obviously, Dobbins is out. uh, Bateman's out. This is a team that, you know, a Ravens team that I'm surprised is still the division uh, favorite over the Browns.
2: Same. And and I think you mentioned it, Scott, earlier uh, about uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers finishing last this year. And I completely agree. I I think it's going to be, I think it's Browns are one and I think Pittsburgh's at the bottom. I, I really do.
0: Well, we'll find out about uh, you know T.J. Watt and his situation. That could be big for Pittsburgh. But let's go back to the Brownies. Mark, you're right. It's the most talented roster they've had since they've come back into the league. We're talking about before the turn of the century in 1999. This is the best roster they've ever had. Uh, salary-capped NFL. Uh, this is their window. Uh, Baker's betting on himself. They'll certainly back up the truck for Baker if they cash in this year. And so this is a... a A really, really talented team that believes in themselves. Great coaching. They finally married the coach to the quarterback. Another year with him. Everyone's got chemistry, the jargon down. Odell Beckham comes back in, and hopefully he'll jump on on this bullet train to success. Jadavian Clowney, if he can be anywhere, hopes of what they think he can be. The offensive line is among the best. We know the offensive weapons. Chubb and Hunt. Chubb got paid, he got his extension. Uh, Beckham's come back strong from the knee. Donovan Peoples-Jones may be a breakout player for them this year. We talked about the defense. We're going to find out right away, Mark. We're going to find out if those odds are great when they open up against Kansas City because that's the offense you have to learn how to keep up with or slow down a little bit. Uh, So we'll find out if that revamped defense is as good as advertised. But be a long season, battle of attrition, 17-game, regular season, the longest in NFL history. So a long way to go. But you know what? Man, I've already got people mapping out drives from Cleveland to Los Angeles, 2,300 miles, 34 (laughs) hours. Like, they're already planning the trip if they don't want to fly, but they want to go to the big one. So um, we do all believe, I think we all three believe, that the Browns are certainly a playoff team. Then get in the tournament and find out what happens from there. And if you can get this team in the tournament, which certainly is their floor, then all of a sudden the odds you just talked about at 16 to 1
1: is very pleasing to me. The thing that I love is going th- before this season starts, how many different prop bets that you can make. I'm just looking through here right now. You can go with team that, th- or the quarterback that throws the most interceptions. You can go with, Coach that it's fired first. You can go with regular season highest scoring team, lowest scoring team. Who's going to have the number one pick? I mean, there's so many things we can bet on.
0: You know what? One that's interesting, Mark, and I'll get your take on this because I don't know if you had it down, but comeback player of the year to me, you can get some decent odds on comeback player of the year, and I would lean more to offense. Certainly, you've got some some likely suspects there with Dak and Joe Burrow and Saquon Barkley. Maybe I don't even know if you'd, Christian McCaffrey certainly would be in the category of comeback player of the year. But that's about as far as it goes for me. I don't know if I would go down to Jameis um, or anybody else. Um, your thoughts on comeback player of the year, if you're going to stick with quarterback, would you like Dak or Burrow? There's a big... Span in the odds. Dak is two to one. Burrow is seven to one. I just think with the Cowboys expecting success in a winnable division, I'd probably err on Dak winning Comeback Player of the Year. You can get Saquon Barkley at seven to one, but certainly you know his injury history might be a little nervous for some people. But where do you stand on Comeback Player of the Year?
2: Yeah, I, I love those two, and I think quarterbacks probably the most likely. But to me, I'm going to shift a little bit and go more of a long shot. After all, I'm money mm-hmm. to mark, so I love the fourteen hundred plus fourteen hundred on Odell, and I also love the uh, Julio Jones at plus twenty five hundred. So those are you know you know long shots, mm-hmm. but I love both of those. But if I had to pick between Dak and Joe Burrow, I mean, I, I really think Dak's going to have a huge season. I am, um, but the, the plus two hundred is I know a little light for me. But at uh, Joe Burrow, I, I mean. I think the Bengals are really going to surprise a lot of people this year. Um, I think they're better than people think they are. So I really would go Joe Burrow at plus 700.
1: And I've got a dark horse candidate and he's at 10 to one. Jameis Winston, I think, has yeah. an opportunity now. Remember, you know this is this would be the true comeback player of the year. Now I, I know, you know, when you're looking at this award, it's so subjective. All right, he
0: doesn't have Michael Thomas. You're going to have, but that's gonna... what I
1: like about this. Yeah. I like the fact that odds are against him if you know look at Alex Smith last year he obviously won the award and he came back from a devastating injury so it's a little bit different snap to win the award yeah, it's a little box. bit different but the fact that you know that that wasn't a great Washington team last year it didn't do a lot it got in the playoffs you know that he didn't keep his job the next year so he had, he had it was a wonderful mm-hmm. story I think there's a story there if Jameis Winston okay. were to have a positive year we know the difficulty that they have in New Orleans with it with you know, being on the road basically at least for the first month of the season, if he can keep them afloat, then Michael Thomas comes back and he has a successful year, that's a story. And the, I, to me, the comeback player of the year is more yeah. about a story than it is about a player.
0: I'm, I'm not, I don't disagree with that. I do think it's a narrative driven thing. And so you do have to find the right narrative going into the season. Certainly the success has to marry with that. But I, I'm not that opposed at 10 to 1. Uh, of taking because I do think there's decent value there. He's also a quarterback and so and and being out, you know, on the sideline, you know, for a year and now getting the reins without Michael Thomas, you're right. It would lead more to the M V P ish comeback player.
1: Yeah, Mark, any other prop bets out there you like before we get into the daily fantasy?
2: Yeah, so um rookie of the year. I really love Zach Wilson. I don't know how much you guys have uh, seen of him in preseason, and obviously I'm sure you saw a ton of him in college when he was on TV. Um, but I really like it. He, he reminds me of a poor man's uh, Patrick Mahomes with how he kind of moves around and some of his side throws and, and some of that kind of stuff. I really love him at plus 650. Um, I'm not sure what your guys' thoughts are on him.
1: I like him. Here's the one thing for me. The competition for offensive rookie of the year this year is just ridiculous cuz you have Lawrence, you have Mac Jones who's starting day 1, you have Trey Lance who, you know, we think will probably be playing relatively soon. Uh and that doesn't even include Najee Harris with the Steelers. Uh you know, Kyle Pitts. I mean, I like Zach Wilson. I'm just worried about the competition for for this prop bet. Yeah.
0: Here's what I like. We're all projecting the Jets to trail a lot of their games. And yeah. the fact that he could put up some numbers this year. And he's also got... He does have a better offensive line, certainly, than than Sam Darnold had. And, you know, I think they... Mekhi Becton, they brought in a left tackle. They've added a left guard. They've actually... He's got a better supporting cast than Darnold ever had. And so... And then you add the arm talent that he has... They've made some moves to upgrade the wide receivers. They added Corey Davis in free agency. They added the guy I drafted in fantasy, Elijah Moore in the draft. Um, I think they they kept Jameson Crowder. He took a pay cut. So if all of a sudden this dude's arm talent starts to come to the forefront early on in his career, and he is a quarterback, and we've all admitted that that the quarterback has got a leg up. I mean, I I do not see a problem with Zach Wilson having a 4,000 yard passing year. As long as he doesn't have like 20 picks, I think you got a shot with it.
1: Perfect. All right, so let's move on. This is the Cashin' Out podcast. I'm Scotty Vegas with Anthony Rothman and Moneyline Mark. And, Mark, let's go with our daily fantasy because you and I both love to play the fantasy, the daily fantasy. I'll tell you what. I, I like to do it uh, on Thursday night. I like to do the Thursday only. I like to do the the, the Sunday early games and the Sunday evening games. I mean, it's, it's so much fun. So who are some of the guys – that you're focusing on in daily fantasy this week.
2: So I love uh, Christian McCaffrey. Cause you got to look at touches and how many touches some you know, per, per game. And I think the team itself is, I mean, he's probably going to have 30 touches week one. So I love Christian McCaffrey. Um, I also love uh, Javante Williams out of Denver. You know, a lot of people are kind of, you know, jumping on him as a rookie and I know he's sharing uh, carries with Melvin Gordon. But this guy is explosive out of North Carolina. And I, I just feel like he's going to get the ball a lot. Um, from a receiver perspective, same thing. You know, how many targets are receivers getting? I love Keen Allen, He's going to get peppered. Uh, Terry McLaurin's going to get peppered. And Deontay Johnson, I think, is also going to get peppered. Uh, so those are running backs and receivers I like. Um, tight end, I like Kyle Pitts. Out of uh, Atlanta, for the same reason, I I think he's going to get a lot of targets because they're a little thin at receiver outside of Ridley. And then uh, a nice flex play is A.J. Dillon with Green Bay. I think, you know, the guy with the big as Saquon's, I think he's going to get a lot of goal line carries, and I think he could vulture some touchdowns from Jones. Um, And then quarterback, I love Baker this week. I mean, it's going to be a shootout, I feel. I I know the playoff game was kind of low-scoring. But I think Baker is going to be throwing quite a bit on Sunday, and uh, he's going to put up some some pretty big numbers. And he's not priced too bad. So, and then uh, finally, the defense I love are the Eagles. So those are that's my my best card for the week.
1: I like it. So when I'm doing daily fantasy, Mark, I always the first thing that I look at is. Who's my quarterback and which wide receiver am I going to line up? I'm all about stacking in the daily fantasy, because if you're going to win some of these leagues, you have to have multiple guys go off. So you have to kind of stack which quarterback, which wide receiver you think should go together. And to me, just looking at week one and look, you know, I'm I, I already told you how much I love Russell Wilson this year. I like him week one against Indianapolis. I think they're going to have to score points to win that game. Uh, so I've got him. And, of course, I'm I'm connecting him with DK Metcalf. So that's my that's my stack for week one. Anthony, is there any individual plays that you like for daily? You know, I'd have to take a look at the individual plays. I mean, you know, the,
0: the Gus Edwards, you know, Ravens rarely give one back the, the huge workload. There have been not that many games where running back has had 15-plus carries since Lamar became the starter. Um, but five of those came when uh, Gus, the Gus bus, uh, in Jackson's first seven starts. So the kind of usage again, um, we'll see. I know it's a little risky for some people um, to take a Baltimore running back. But, you know, and, and then if the Texans are going to be chasing points, could you see a lot of David Johnson, uh, even in his diminished role? Um, you know, they're they're really depleted wide receiver. Um, all of a sudden they could split him out. But, yeah, I know I like your guys' picks. I mean, I went kind of in the middle of, rankings there to see if I could find a diamond in the rough, but certainly I think you guys nailed the top ones.
1: All right, so I think the way we need to end cashing out podcast number one is where our big bet is this week. So out of all the bets that we can make, you know, we've thrown a lot of them out there. What are our big bets for week one? Let's start out with you, money line, Mark. I just love uh, the Eagles.
2: Plus 140 I, th- I think the Eagles are going to
1: beat Falcons. Okay, Eagles over Falcons. I am going to go with uh, a money line bet that we talked about. It's preseason. I'm lining up the divisions. We mm-hmm. talked about it. I'm going chiefs, Titans, Browns, Bills, Buccaneers, and Packers, all to win their divisions at 23. 23- to one. I just I, I just love it. I just think those are the six teams that come out of those divisions. The other two, I don't want to touch. I don't want to touch the NFC West at all because I think there's three teams that can win that division, but I'm taking the six-way feast we talked about. It. We've had success with division parlay bets. That's the one I'm on. Anthony?
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm going to stick with money line situation here in the NFL early on because I just think it's too risky right now to do it to the lines that much. I'm going to try to add some value in there. I certainly think the Bills at home to open the year with all this distraction with T.J. Watt and the Steelers. Big Ben's first game back. I think you got to like the Bills. They're minus two eighty on the money line. You got to parlay that with something. And just kind of scanning around, you know, with Andy Dalton um, starting for the Bears. Who knows? I can't imagine the Nagy goes against what he was talking about early on, unless this, this something weird happens. So I'm kind of thinking that if you could parlay the Bills and the Rams. And I love having that Sunday night game as well. I'll have to kind of do a quick parlay on this for you guys and see if I can come up with the amount because we had added the divisions in. So let me let me erase some of the divisions and we'll see what kind of quick odds we can get. Processing. On. Yes, we're processing nicely. Um, so if we take out, if we do the Bills and Rams on a two-way parlay. That's... Uh, the odds aren't amazing. It's about you're getting a little less than one to one. But I want to start out the year with a win. Throw Tampa in there too. So, we can throw Tampa in there. So, we, we throw throw th- in so, there. so who's so T- oh Tampa against Dallas in the yes. opener? Yes. So Tampa. So we'll throw Tampa in there, and that'll get us to yeah. We can go uh, hundred bucks to win one twenty. A little more yeah. interesting. A little more interesting. You have three money lines to start the year: Rams at home against the Bears, Bills at home against the Steelers, Tampa at home against Dallas on Thursday night.
1: All right, that is the first out podcast for Moneyline Mark and Anthony Rothman. I'm Scotty Vegas. We'll catch you next Monday.